you've reached the White Caps London podcast. We're about to begin now. Well, hi there. Welcome back to the White Caps London uh, podcast. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be featuring, and it's very, very odd for me to say this, but we're going to be featuring our former technical director, uh, who uh, is named Mike Iash, and um, who has now moved back to Halifax, and we're going to hear more about his new role. We're going to hear about some of his uh, thoughts and uh, and uh, comments about, you know, London, and and um, we're going to learn more, a little bit more about Mike, where maybe some of you hadn't heard. So at this moment, Mike Iash, welcome back to London, but on our Whitecaps London podcast. Thank you, Abby. I'm super excited to be on this podcast. Yeah, well, we're uh, we're excited to hear from you again, and and then. I know there, um, it is COVID times, Mike, and, uh, you know, technically we are still on virtual at this time uh, training. However, uh, it's great to connect with you again. You too. Okay, so Mike, look, um, many of the listeners that are going to be on here already know who Mike Iash is. Um, again, they may not know, you know everything about Mike, but they may not know who Mike is if they're joining in and listening to our podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike. Yeah, so um, I was actually born and raised in East Jerusalem uh, in Palestine. Uh, I was born in 1977, which makes me 43 years old now. So I, um, I grew up um, in, in a very difficult place, but also a fantastic place to grow up. A lot of uh, conflict and war, as, as some people may be aware if they follow the news there. Uh, we immigrated as a family with uh, my, my parents and my two younger brothers to Halifax, Nova Scotia in 1993. So I was 16 years old uh, when we came to Canada uh, and we settled into Halifax. And, and that's where I spent most of my life. Uh, you know, right away, I tried out for uh, the high school soccer team and, and, and made the team and then played the um, University soccer at Dalhousie University in the uh, mid-90s. We had a, a great team that won nationals in 95. Um, I spent a couple of years in Europe after university. Uh, I studied philosophy, and, and there really wasn't a whole lot of jobs in philosophy when I graduated. So I took two years and, and backpacked and saw a bit of Europe. And, um, and then I did a year of journalism when I came back in 2001, um, and I uh, did three years of work in, in TV, media, newspapers, um, uh, and uh, actually went to Cairo, Egypt as well, where um, I spent uh, a year working for a magazine there. Uh, came back to Canada, I think at the age of uh, 29 or 30 in 2006, I believe, and, uh, you know, kind of wanted uh, to take my life in a different direction. So... Uh, I worked in, in a family business in construction, but really my passion uh, was always soccer and, and playing and coaching and slowly started to dabble in coaching uh, part-time here and there and, and eventually grew into uh, uh, my career, a full-time role. So at, at 43 now, I've been in this for 13 years, give or take, um, and it's, it's become my career and my, my hobby and it's uh, it's taken me all around the country and, and the world, and uh, I love every minute of it. Um, so that's a bit about my background. Uh, um, I'm also uh, living in Halifax now. Like you said, I lived in Ontario, worked for the Whitecaps in, in London for four years, and, and now I've moved to Nova Scotia uh, to be closer to family, take on a new role, and um, 
you know, uh, life is uh, life is it's a new chapter now. So I'm super excited. That's right. It's still in the same book, but it's a new chapter. That's very important. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. again, that's uh, look. I even learned a couple of things there. I didn't know that you were in Cairo. Um, but okay. So Mike, did you? Um, so when you when you started playing, or sorry, when you decided after playing and then after your career, why coaching? Like really, why coaching? How, did you kind of fall into it by accident, or uh, like why? Why coach? It's a, it's, it's a great question. I, I think I think um, it took me a long time to find my my true passion, and I've always loved the game. And I actually started coaching. Um, my first experience was at. Uh, 13 or 14 years old I think I was 14 uh, in Jerusalem at the YMCA camps and I was just uh, like a youth leader so uh, the, the the guy running the the camp said like what do you want to do do you want to take a group or do you want to be the soccer coach and I said I'll, I'll be the soccer coach so I spent uh, you know my my months uh, in that camp coaching kids that were just two or three younger than me um, and, and honestly, I, when I look back, as much as I loved playing, and I still love playing soccer, I think my real true passion innately was, was coaching and, mm-hmm. and passing on uh, knowledge and, and seeing players improve and thrive and organizing, organizing players and program. It was just a natural thing that came to me. And, uh, and I'm just so happy that I made my passion and my hobby an actual career. Right. So I consider myself really lucky. I know it's, it's funny because when you look, at what you're doing and the role that you play that you played here in London for four years and the role that you're going to be playing. And we'll talk more about that. Um, I always say like I, I remember reading something about in basketball players and that, you know, like for example, there's 2 million or 3 million kids that play basketball and then um, you know, just street ball and then organized when an organized could be a combination of either school basketball or it could be um, uh, club basketball. That number dwindles to like you know ten thousand kids, and then you take those ten thousand kids that are actually playing high school and and elementary basketball, and then they come up, they go to college, and then the number gets to five thousand, and mm. then and then after that the number really shrinks and gets to like almost five hundred, right? And then yeah. to get to the point where you're at in that kind of same uh, area, but for coaching, that number is even smaller, right? So that's congratulations on what you've achieved, Mike. And, uh, and so let's talk about those achievements. Let's, if, if we could, so how, so you start coaching, um, your first, where did you first start coaching officially where you could say, yeah, I'm a coach here now, where was that? Yeah, I mean, as as a player in in university soccer at the time, uh, we always um, had opportunities to coach uh, in camps. So I think that's my first real experience of of coaching was uh, soccer camps and and right. Dalhousie, and, and and then I started to as I got older, um, you know, uh, a local club in Nova Scotia in Bedford, the 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 area I lived in, which I'm back in now. Right. Um, you know, started to say, uh, you know, would you like to coach a U12 team? I was working full-time in construction at the time. And, and I said, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll take a crack at it. So that was my first team ever, an under-12 boys team, and I think in 2008, uh, around those years. And right. I did it as a volunteer. Um, and no, then I, and, 
And fair yeah. enough. And fair enough. I mean, many coaches start that way, right? They, they're volunteering yeah. to gain the end. So you're yeah. in Bedford, you're in Bedford, yeah. you're coaching. Yeah. So how many years from that point to the point where you get on uh, the radar for the Vancouver Whitecaps? And just to put this in perspective for listeners, Vancouver's way on the other side of the country, like complete opposite end. So yeah. how do you get on the radar here, Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, a part of it is, is uh, perseverance and, and part of it is determination and, and part of it is just luck, being in the right place at the right time. Um, so, uh, yeah, I started as a volunteer and, and gradually they said, you know, why don't you go and help some coaches and, and we'll pay you an hourly wage. And I was like, oh, I can make a little bit of extra money on, on this. Mm-hmm. And through that, you know, the provincial association, a lot of my friends were coaching in it and, and they said, why don't you get involved in, in, in the provincial programs and start to get your licenses. So I started doing all that. And, and that process took me a few years to actually get to where I can make a full time income. Uh, from being a, a club head coach or a technical director. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the years went on, I mean, I kept going through my licensing and, and uh, at the A license in, in, uh, in Montreal, when I was doing my A license, I met a lot of the MLS P- uh, coaches that were working with, with first teams, with uh, academies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a few um, uh, Whitecaps guys there. I did really well on the A license. Um, and um, basically the Whitecaps uh, started in a, a, a partnership with Soccer Nova Scotia in 2016, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And, and uh, I was part of the staff here. So between doing well at the A license, between getting to know uh, the, the full-time Vancouver Whitecaps coaches that were coming to visit Nova Scotia, uh, an opportunity presented itself to, to um, you know, work in, in London and Ontario. And, and uh, they approached the association, Soccer Nova Scotia, to see if, if they could, uh, you know, uh, ask me if I'd be interested. And, and that's how it went. It was really a quick uh, coffee with um, the Academy Center's director, Marinos, Papa Georgopoulos. Mm-hmm. And uh, he explained to me the project, uh, the, the coast-to-coast project and how London fits in. And I accepted, you know, the job on the spot and my life uh, changed. Mm-hmm. And within two or three months, I was in London, Ontario and stayed there for, for four years. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bit of it is, is hard work, determination, going through the step-by-step, getting the licensing, learning the, the craft, and, and part of it was being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, fair, fair, and, th- and thank you for that. Um, so you come to London, so you're on a plane. It's a big deal. I mean, I, I know you say you were in Cairo and you were in different areas of the world, but now this is full-time gig, right? So you're yeah. on your way to London. What's, what's this feel like? How are your parents uh what's your family think what's going on here at this time yeah i mean at the time i was single so um and i'm not anymore i'm in a very serious relationship with a wonderful uh wonderful uh, girlfriend uh who's also a soccer fanatic thank goodness Um, (laughs) right uh, that helped uh, that helped uh, to move back here also but uh but at the time i was single and, and it was a great opportunity i just finished my a license and uh uh, it was you no, know, of course, leaving home is always tough, but I, I, I never look back. I always look forward and, and looking forward. I was just really excited to a work for a pro club and be, be, be part of a project that I believed in from coast to coast and, mm-hmm. and B, to kind of take a really challenging um, uh, role in, in London, Ontario. At the time, it was, it was kind of difficult. It was a transition time. The programs were just kind of new. 
Um, and we were uh, planning to, you know, get into the OPDL and, and the OPDL was very enticing for any coach uh, at the time, of course, and it still is. It's a great league. So uh, I wanted to coach in it and run programs in it. So I was more excited than anything else. And, and everybody here, my family, my former club colleagues were, were super mm-hmm. proud and supportive. So there's nothing but excitement uh, going in. I know. And, and I agree. I mean, when, when you arrived, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was a new face. It was, we didn't know you, you didn't know us. And uh, it was just a nice environment of change because sometimes just um, bringing someone in from the outside is, is that in itself. It's great for um, motivating many that maybe, you know, we're in a different situation, but now with a new leader, completely from the outside it sometimes often or it often creates new opportunities for many and and um so looking back at your four years um and again i'm excited to talk about what you're going to be doing now um because i'm sure many are excited to hear about more about what you're going to be doing in the bigger picture because you're still with the whitecaps uh, academy program and so looking back at your um at these four years in London, what kind of stands out? Um, honestly, the the people like I had an absolutely amazing time in London. I'll, I'll I left with a heavy heart. Um, I have such a, a big spot in my heart for London and for Ontario, and I had an absolutely amazing time, Abby. Um, challenging, professionally difficult, uh, but I, I enjoyed the challenges, and and I just look back so fondly. It's it's it's. Um, it became like a second home or a third home, I guess, because it had Jerusalem and 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 mm-hmm. Boshan, and it really will always have a, a place in my heart. Um, I love the the people, I love the soccer, I love being in, in the big province in Ontario and going to compete on a professional uh, from a professional standpoint, competing against these big OPDL clubs that I've always heard about, and and meeting people from all over Ontario, um, from soccer and 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 from outside of soccer. All that stuff, uh, you know, and, and even the social life, like going to music shows and exploring the cultural, the cultural things in, in Ontario and in Southern Ontario. It's um, I really miss it. And it's it's always going to have a spot in my heart. Right. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that you'll have a spot uh, in everyone else's uh, uh, heart here. Uh, and uh, again, with all the players that um, you connected with here, I'm sure they'll all have uh, something or somewhere with them will be you so uh, to move players, on here players and, and parents you know i met some amazing families and also the coaches i met some incredible coaches you know mm-hmm. and, but yeah it's it's an administrators and on every level there's just amazing people there so yeah yeah well again mike thank you um i mean i'm sure we'll feel the same way about you but it's so early still again because we haven't really been back on the field again because yeah. we are in a pandemic but hey Let's shift here. Let's talk a little bit about um, before we go into what you're going to be doing, why you're back in Halifax, what you're going to be doing with Soccer Nova Scotia and what have you. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, I've had got a couple questions here. If you weren't a technical director, like if you just weren't, mm. what do you think you would be doing? Well, that's a great question. And uh, I've tried a few things. I've tried, uh, you know, journalism, I've tried construction, and I, I enjoy bits of bits and pieces of all of those. Um, but w- what I always, you know, say to people is, and, and I'm an example of this, and it, and it worked is, 
find out what your real passion is and, and try to make it your job. Um, because then you don't feel like you're working. You know, you just love what you do. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine doing anything else. Potentially, if, if there was no full-time work in soccer, it would be teaching. Um, so when I was thinking about what am I going to do with the rest of my life, I didn't feel like journalism or construction was, was my true passion. Uh, I started to think about going into my bachelor of education and become a teacher. So I think that would be my, my other pathway. And it's, I think it's my, I love impacting and working with, with young people and, and seeing them develop and grow as, as people and as luckily as soccer players, because I've combined my passion for teaching with my passion for soccer. So yeah, I think it would be right. a teacher. And and I have to agree with you because, Mike, I'll tell you something. I've been involved in the game as an administrator for almost 19, 21 years. And, and uh, I'll tell you what I saw with you when you arrived. Those first few weeks I saw you on the, on the, on the pitch, I, I'd never seen anything like that. Your, your engagement level, your tenacity, your um, just your intense, but you're not intense, um, really resonated with with um with the players with the athletes and it was amazing to watch so who was your role model or mentor growing up mike um i think uh, i mean if, if we're talking about uh, life in general it definitely is is uh, my parents um you know um they they helped us get out of a very difficult situation and build a new life and and they changed their life late and late, uh, you know, for them and, and brought us to Canada and struggled, but um, made it. And so my, my first role models are my mom and my dad, for sure. Uh, from a soccer perspective, um, you know, I always, one of my first coaches that uh, I had the pleasure of, of playing under a little bit in the provincial program in Nova Scotia is Stephen Hart, uh, who obviously mm-hmm. went on to become the national team head coach and, and coached uh, international football for for uh, Trinidad and Tobago as well and that's right uh, and now he's the Halifax Wanderers head coach um and and as a young player that was coached by him and I still watch him now in awe when he's running sessions because he's one of the brightest soccer soccer brains I've, I've ever come across and, and just a great guy in general and his, his passion and the way he relates to players is second to none in my opinion so I've always mm-hmm consciously and subconsciously try to model how I coach based on, on Stephen Hart. So interesting. Cause uh, Stephen, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but did he not just win CPL manager of the year? Yeah. Or coach of the year. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah so. Amazing. An absolutely amazing coach uh, in, in every sense of the word, you know, it's, uh, it's an honor to have him coaching in our a pro team in our city now too, with the Wanderers. So it's, it's just awesome. He's a, he's a fantastic coach. Yeah, well, what a shout out to him for sure. I hope he's listening. So here we go. Tell us about your new role. Um, I'm sure many are just hanging on to, to, to really hear about what your new role is because when we announced the change here, we didn't really announce your new role mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, we didn't really all know it yet either. So now we do. Now it's been announced. Tell us about it. Tell us what your new title is. Tell us what your new role is and tell us what the long-term goal is with your new role. Yeah. So my, uh, yeah, at the time things were still in the works as far as lining up all the, uh, all the partnership agreements, but my new role is, is basically the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, Eastern Canada head coach. So I'll be overseeing uh, all the Vancouver Whitecaps operations, Academy centers, partnerships in Eastern Canada, including Ontario, actually. So I'm still, 
uh, very involved in, in the London club and, and uh, in other partnerships that we have around um, uh, Eastern Ontario, potentially Northern Ontario and, and different places that we, that we uh, work with clubs in different, um, in different uh, setups. Uh, in Atlantic Canada, my role will be the uh, basically Atlantic Canada Development Center's uh, head coach as well. So I work with the uh, provincial associations in Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, and uh, PEI uh, in partnership with them, with the provincial programs associations there, to oversee all the Whitecaps uh, programs here, which are all basically linked uh, linked to the provincial programs. They're the high-performance programs for these uh, Atlantic centers. And the idea is to link up the, the, pro the Atlantic provinces through combines, uh, through uh, more presence on the field um, and, and travel and, and uh, scouting and visits to those uh, provinces more frequently and, and to tie it into Ontario and then to tie all of that to Vancouver Whitecaps. So it's, it's a new role. It wasn't there before. It's an expansion on what was here in Nova Scotia and Newfoundland and PEI before, which was uh, a partnership that started a few years ago with frequent visits. But now I'm the full-time guy on the ground that oversees player and coach development, program development in the Atlantics and, and Ontario. So, Mike, basically, just so I can kind of clean this up or just kind of get more detail, so are you essentially like the technical director then for Nova, sorry, Nova Scotia, PEI, and Newfoundland? No, not, uh, not exactly. Uh, all those provinces, of course, have their own technical staff and structures, uh, and uh, my role is to oversee the high performance programs. Of course, I'll have, uh, you know, some some um, uh, work to support clubs uh, and coach education and, and at the grassroots levels. But, um, uh, for example, in, in Nova Scotia, like all the clubs run their programs. Uh, then the best players at U13 and older get into the uh, soccer Nova Scotia provincial programs. Then from those programs, the best players age groups uh, like let's say U13 to U17 mm -hmm. uh, get scouted for the high performance programs which train for example here three times a week uh, and, and that would be the Whitecaps program in Nova Scotia so that's the players I work with that's the, the, the piece of the program that I oversee directly with support from the local uh, provincial staff so I'm not the provincial technical director uh, I'm not doing uh, all the stuff that 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 would involve, it's more overseeing the Whitecaps programs in each of those provinces, if that makes sense. Yeah, that, well, I know, it, it does now. Yeah, because it, it really <laughs> cleans up what your role is. And quite frankly, that sounds like a dream job, Mike. Yeah, it's a, it's a great job. Yeah, yeah. really excited. So, so, Mike, you're back in Halifax. What's that feel like? Uh, does it feel kind of weird? You were gone for four years, a pretty high impact four years. Right. Um, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Yeah, it feels it feels uh, a little bit weird sometimes, I guess, but uh, it feels amazing too. It's it's great to be back um, where I spent most of my life and be around uh, my family and and uh, my girlfriend here full time and and around people I grew up with. So yeah, of course I I miss London, but I also missed Cairo. I missed Europe when I left. Uh, uh, and I just don't spend too much time looking back and dwelling. I look forward. So I'm, I'm really enjoying being back and enjoying being back on the field and, and the social aspect too. Mm -hmm. um, it feels great uh, where, where I'll be in five years. Who knows? Um, I, I never really planned that far ahead. Like uh, who would have thought 
five years ago, I'd be working for the Vancouver Whitecaps in London, Ontario. So I, I just focus on the on the task at hand and doing my best day to day. And and if opportunities come present themselves that that make me wanna you know um, maybe make a change again, then then we'll look at it. But uh, for the foreseeable future, I, I plan to stay here and settle down and and do my best with the job and see where life goes. That that's great, and thank you for that. So, Mike, at this moment, I'm just before uh, because we're kind of heading into what I call the uh, the end of the podcast, and I will have a I do have a couple more questions for you. But before we sure. do, I just want to have some fun here. Uh, this part of the podcast is called Rapid Fire, and it's just where I ask you a couple questions, and you have to answer. You can only pick one. Okay. And 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 basically, I just throw this out at you, and you have to pick one. You don't have to justify. Right? Okay. There's no justifying nothing. Just, just, <laughs> okay, just good. answer. Right. So, um, country music or hip hop? Hip hop. Books or movies? Books. Steak or chicken? Steak. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Plain chips or ripple chips? Plain. Tennis or golf? Golf. Morning person or night person? Night person. Okay, here's the last one. Pizza or pasta? Pizza. Wow. I'm surprised with that one, actually. I, I know. You know, there's a great pizza place that, that makes uh, amazing pizza. I go every Sunday now. I'm not usually a pizza eater, but uh, yeah, this place got me. If you right. asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said pasta. Hey, just out of curiosity, what's your, uh, what's your secret passion by passion being like, let's stay stick on food here because it's always yeah. about food for me so what's your secret passion your secret snack food something that you'll hide from everybody because because you don't uh, want anyone to know that you're eating it but you love it. it it's definitely like chocolate it's milk chocolate like milky creamy chocolate is is a weak point for me i, I try <laughs> not to not to eat it every day but it's my secret uh my secret bad habit i guess oh god that's funny I, I I have these uh these visions of you hiding in a in a closet and just mowing <laughs> down on a chocolate. So so listen, Mike. Uh, again, before uh, we say goodbye, I want to thank you. Um, I do have uh, one last question, and then um, I'll ask you if if there's anything else that you'd like to add, and, and we'll kind of go from there. But basically, this last question is is a is a signature piece. It's basically uh, every guest that we speak to, parent, player. Uh, soccer, anyone that I'm speaking to on these podcasts, I ask this question and it is a takeaway. I'm asking you for a takeaway or, or some advice or what is it that you could tell our listeners, um, tell a, tell a player, tell a parent, tell anybody what's a takeaway that you could give us with regards to when you reflect back on your career that you could share with us that you learned yeah, that's a great question. I, I think the takeaway for me would be follow your passion and never give up. Um, that's that's my one advice for anyone. I've 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 done that myself. I, I went, you know, it was not easy at the time to go, you know, into a career that at the time I, I wasn't making an income and and I wasn't really uh gonna live off of it but i followed my passion and i and i found ways and i failed and failed and failed again i i failed courses i failed so many things but i never gave up and i used failure as a motivation to get better 
And I think that's the biggest key. If you're really passionate, there's no such thing as failure. Failure is just an, an obstacle that you cherish and, and that you actually relish getting over. And, and that goes for players, for coaches, for whatever people choose to be passionate about. If, if they really love what they do, uh, to never give up on their dreams and goals. That was beautiful. I don't know what else to say. I mean, the <laughs> advice there is, it, it is, it is, it is. And I mean, and where we're at right now, uh, we're in February. As we record this podcast, uh, we're coming off our mental health. Um, Bill, let's talk mental health uh, awareness campaign. As a club here, Whitecaps London, we're heading into our, you know, mental health month. And that just supports what we're trying to say. Look, you know what? If you believe uh, stay strong, stay focused, and, and, and you'll achieve. So, Mike, at this moment, I'd like to thank you for taking the time and coming back to Whitecaps London through our podcast. And uh, is there anything else uh, before we say goodbye? No, uh, uh, I, I, I just want to say hi to everybody I've, I've, I've uh, met in, in my time in London and Ontario. And I miss you guys. And I know these are uh, difficult times and they're trying times. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come through this as a community, as people. And um, uh, part of my role is to come back and visit Whitecaps London and visit Ontario regularly to oversee programs and, and scouts. So I just cannot wait till that day when I get back on a plane and come back and watch, uh, watch the players play soccer and the coaches and everybody smiling. And, and that day will come. So um, stay strong. And, and uh, I can't wait to see you guys again. Well, thank you so much for those... Uh... Those really strong words and uh, and words of wisdom, really. And you're 43. So, Mike, <laughs> thank you. Again, everyone, you were listening. And to our listeners, that was Mike Ayash. And, Mike, your new role, your new title. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, uh, Eastern Canada head coach. And there you heard it, folks. Thank you so much for listening today. And uh, have a fantastic, fantastic day. Thank you, Mike. Thank and you, take guys. care. Thanks, Abby. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.